Hey guys, welcome back to White Coat Red Bottoms. This is Dr. O. And it's Dr. A. We're so happy hey to have you back. back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very happy to have you back. Yes, yes, yes. So, so what do we have for the agenda today? All right, so we're going to start off by talking about a little thing called microaggressions. I don't know why they call it microaggressions because they feel very huge when they're happening and it's the most awkward, it puts you in the most awkward position. Um, I've definitely had my fair share of microaggressions being thrown at me in the academic setting as well as the clinical setting. But mm-hmm. um, what we we did come across a really interesting situation that um, a doctor did care to share on her Instagram. So we're going to share that with you. How about you, Dr. A? Have you had some experiences with microaggressions? Oh, plenty, plenty, mm-hmm. plenty. And it's crazy because I don't think I actually realized that that's what I was dealing with until um you kind of hear other people's experiences and then you realize, oh, that's what that was. I deal with that all the time, (laughs) you know, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's important to know exactly what it is. So I'll probably just like pull up a definition a little bit so people could get like a Mm -hmm. real understanding of what it is because I've seen some funny interpretations where Mm -hmm. individuals that have positions of power or provision or positions with privilege where they claim they have experiences of microaggressions where in fact they're just like awkward moments I feel like we should clear the air and let it know that levels to this type of blatant disrespect if we're gonna call it that (laughs) yes so I'm gonna share this um this post from Dr. Arumala, her Instagram is I am Dr. Arumala. I hope I say it correctly. Um, so basically this is a situation where she was still in her resident program. And as we all know, in every aspect of medicine, you're studying, there's nothing you can do about mm-hmm. it from pre-med, med, um, clinical phases, residency, fellowships, et cetera, et cetera. There's one exam waiting for you at the door, okay? Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. nothing you could do. Carry a book on your head. That's what you're going to be doing, studying all day, <laughs> every day. Um, so she, she was obviously studying for um, one um, exam or the other. And at most institutions, they do provide a medical library for their students or um, whoever their stakeholders are. And she took the liberty of using those books. Uh, tell me why she got a nasty gram from, I believe, her chief resident. And mm-hmm. it was just crazy. They made it out to seem as if she stole the book, mm-hmm. believe it or not. So um, I'll just read an interesting excerpt from once the email that kind of really threw me off guard where she was addressed saying, just like when you were in elementary, middle, high school, college, and medical school, this is not allowed. 
it is against the rules. Those books do not belong to you. Unlike when you were in elementary school, you're now a physician and expected to have developed a level of integrity that prevents you from breaking the rules, even though they're not explicitly spelled out for you. Mm. And then what really threw me in for a loop was when she questioned her ethics as far as being a physician. Um, do not do this again. You want to create a work environment for yourself in which people respect and trust you. This is childish mm. behavior and it's not how you do that. <laughs> um, and she did say to, it, I, I, don't, I don't even know. <laughs> like I'll share it with you all to see how nitty gritty it gets, but it really bugged me out and what I do like that um Dr. Arumala did say was that this is a macro microaggression but in my opinion all of them are macro because they're so rude the people that say these things or address you these, this way they know what they're saying and they know they're hitting a nerve and they know they're being so disrespectful and offbeat and they know they're doing it because you're not you're not from a certain circle that they're in mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yeah. how do you feel about this because I've lived it <laughs> didn't live it <laughs> um yes obviously it like it just makes my blood boil because they assumed she did something that she obviously did not she is not the only person that um, borrows books from the library or studies in that library. Um, it could have been anyone that did what they accused her of doing. And it's not fair that they just assumed it was her. I think she actually goes on to mention that there was actually another student that turned out it was another student, something like that. But, you know, it's like, how dare you? And then on top of that, you want to belittle her? Like, what are you, like, it's just, you would never do that if she was a male physician or if she was not a minority like that's just facts like you would never do that and it almost feels like they 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 kind of when people do this it's almost like they're aware that you might not take it to another level because you're trying to secure your own position do you know what i'm saying like sometimes as yeah. minorities like we think twice about reporting issues because we feel like number one um, we won't be believed or our side won't be taken or, you know, our complaints will fall on deaf ears. And it's really sad. Like there are people who understand the system and take advantage of that. Um, and it's, it's really not fair. Like it just, it really, really gets under my skin to hear that she went through this as a physician. Yeah, this is definitely a trigger um it's funny how you say that some people take advantage because in her particular situation there was another student who was not a student of color and she basically wanted to use the same books after she reported her for stealing books from a free library um she ended up taking out the same books and was not reprimanded for it mm -hmm. so i just feel that these situations cannot be avoided, unfortunately, because mm -hmm. they're so built into the system. It's, mm -hmm. a, um, it's institutionalized. And the only thing that you can do is address it. And you know that within your heart that you can manage your response 
as mm-hmm. well as, you know, report it if you have a safe space to do so in mm-hmm. your institution or whoever else, maybe escalate it to um, the proper, you know, academic body or whoever, because they be wilding out here. <laughs> like, another thing I would add to that is have receipts all the way through, like be so thorough with your receipts because unfortunately you will find yourself in situations where your word may not be taken at all so if you have receipts show those receipts take pictures you know send emails one thing I I say to people a lot is um, sometimes it's better to have a paper trail so instead of making a phone call and inquiring Mm -hmm. or having a conversation with someone Mm -hmm. over the phone have it have it through email that way you can have a paper trail and you know nobody can say you said something that you didn't say or did something that you didn't do so my my situation with that was um it wasn't to me the one that I remember because I definitely suppress um unkind memories but Mm, same Mm -hmm. um what the one that I remember was you were in the OR and it was actually the t- around the time of that whole Kaepernick situation where mm-hmm. um, Colin Kaepernick was kneeling down out of risk, mm-hmm. you know, out of protest for the gruesome acts that were being done to um, African-American men mm-hmm. by the police. And mm-hmm. I remember the surgeon while he's like with his hands in someone's body doing what he, you know, trying to help someone he goes and says well I don't know what's up with these football players anyways they're paying them millions of dollars why can't they just do their job this is why they I was like you know what I guess this is beyond your understanding and Mm -hmm. and in a room full of students of color and minority students it was just mind-boggling so I just kind of held my breath Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it happened and you just have to navigate it the best you can. Yeah. I'm trying to think of situations too, because I definitely suppress them. Mm-hmm. Like, Cause they're cause triggering. Like all those are. moments hurt. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah. I guess the best thing for me is like what would you do in those situations right like do you respond do you ignore it do you educate the person do you let them know it's offensive like you know what do you do in those situations how do you handle it you know like sometimes it's best if if the situation is one where um I guess you won't necessarily be penalized. You Mm -hmm. can try to educate the person and say, hey, well, you know, technically um, this is offensive or Mm -hmm. what you're saying is inappropriate. Um, Or if it's a situation where you will be penalized, sometimes you do have to keep quiet, but take notes, Mm -hmm. you know? Cause like, for example, Dr. Um, Arumla did, um, she didn't say anything until her residency was over because she wanted to make sure she secured her position, right? Is that what she did? Um, she wanted to make sure she secured her position and um, you know, didn't have any uh, adverse reaction done to her because she decided to speak out. And sometimes you have to do That's that too. She did. 
yeah sometimes you have to you know keep quiet because unfortunately you're not sure how these people are going to respond and you mm-hmm. don't want to do a situation that jeopardizes your future yeah but and like it's just it's a it is it's important to really understand what a microaggression mm-hmm. is because I, mm-hmm. like I said earlier somebody who just throw the word around and mm-hmm. it's not applicable to them so yeah. basically a microaggression is an indirect subtle unintentional discrimination against members of a marginalized group say mm-hmm. a lot of further people in the back Hmm. because when I see some people talk about microaggressions I side eye because I'm like girl (laughs) (laughs) you have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) you know we just had to bring this topic up because it's not it's not everyday roses turn up and study tips sometimes we do have to address certain situations where you will be faced with adversity. And that's definitely a big thing in medicine. You face adversity quite often. So um, we're here to support you. And so we're, we're, we know that you're probably most likely here to support us. And mm-hmm. we're, gonna, we're gonna get to our goals, even with all these wild moments that we face because we have, the MD is is what we're trying to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. that's what we're trying to get to. Yes. Yeah, so how about you guys share your stories in the comments? Like, has there been a time where you faced a microaggression and how did you handle it? How did it make you feel? You know, we want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Um, share, mm-hmm. let us know, send us an email, write in the comments, send us a DM. We definitely want to share your experiences and use it to help others because Dr. Rumala sharing this is definitely going to help not only us, but other people that have come across um, her experience. Um, Thanks for joining us again. Yes, yes, yes. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, you know, share it to someone you know. Follow us on all our platforms, Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok, YouTube. And once again, this is Dr. O. This is Dr. A. And we are White Coat. White Coat Red Bottom. Period. <laughs> <laughs>